Hello and welcome to Extremely Live. I am Micah Phillips, and uh, today I want to talk to you about a news story that just came out about Israel's war on cash, which is... Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with money in general in the world. Um, but I want to start here and, uh, and, and read, this, uh, read this article to you. So, article is called uh, Israel's War on Cash is about, is about to get more uh, drastic. This is from Zero Hedge. Starting Monday, it will be a criminal offense in Israel to pay more than the equivalent of $1,700 in cash to a business or $4,360 in cash to uh, an individual as the government intensifies its ongoing war on tangible money. Its war began in earnest with the 2018 passage of the law for the reduction in the use of cash. Uh, Israeli businesses and individuals began facing limits on cash transactions in January 2019. However, on August 1st, those limits are being slashed nearly in half. Uh, we want the public to reduce the use of cash money, Tamar Bracha, uh, who uh, says that person who's responsible for carrying out the law of Israel, Israel's uh, tax authority. Confusing. Uh, the goal is to reduce uh, cash fluidity in the market, market, mainly because crime organizations tend to rely on cash, as well as everyone else. I added that part. By limiting the use of it, criminal activity is much harder to carry out. Okay, sure. Um, Israel also limits the extent to which uh, cash is used in transactions involving multiple payment methods. If the total transaction value is more than the above thresholds, cash may only be used for 10% of the purchase. Car purchases are given a higher uh, 50,000 NIS new Israeli shekels limit, about $14,700. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, essentially, they are making it harder and harder to use cash. Why would they want to do that? Well, it turns out a lot of countries want to do that. Uh, it uh, January uh, 1st of this year, in Italy, it will no longer be possible to pay in cash an amount higher than 1,000 euros in that country. So if you want to buy something over a thousand dollars, basically, you have to, <laughs> you cannot use cash. You have to use a card or a credit card or something like that. Uh, da, 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 da. All amounts higher than one thousand will have to be paid by payment card, credit card, checks, or through an account. Whoever violates uh, this decision will be fined at least 2,000 euros, and the fine can reach up to 50,000 euros. Ouch. Uh, and that's not the only one. Um, this has also been going on in Spain for a long time, uh, longer than uh, uh, looks like. 
sorry, I'm now lost in this article here. Uh, 21. Okay, so, uh, but there's even more to it than that. Since uh, July 11th, 2021, there's been a 1,000 euro limit or the equivalent in foreign currency for cash transactions if any of the parties involved is acting in the capacity of a business person or a professional. The amount is 10,000 euros if the individual can prove that they are not. Uh, tax domiciled in Spain and are not acting in the capacity of a business person or professional. Um, I don't know if there's uh, other examples of uh, of this in other countries. I suspect there are. I know a Australian dude I was talking to said they tried to pass a similar law in Australia uh, that didn't make it through their uh, version of Congress. However, that works there. Um, and you kind of see New York City doing this voluntarily. Like there's so many businesses around here that refuse to accept cash, which is very strange. Don't understand why, but I sort of do. I think here it's just like they don't want to deal with homeless people, which is uh, real kind. Um, but yeah, there's this movement to make it more and more difficult for regular people to use cash in their regular lives. Um why would that be? Personally, it seems to me that the the state and the states <laughs> involved in this are wanting more control. They're wanting to be able to uh, monitor transactions. It's much easier to see how you're spending your money, what you're buying, where you're doing it, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, when it's all recorded uh, you know, on your bank account, uh, for them to easily look at. So it, it's, it, it feels more like a control mechanism than anything. Um, which is creepy, which is just uh, creepy in general, uh, which, uh, as I said up top, there's all kinds of weird things going on with money. Uh, after reading this article, I, uh, thought back to earlier this, I believe it was this year, in uh, February, the there were um, protests in Canada for uh, the, 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 these truckers uh, were protesting the vaccine mandates, basically saying they didn't think the government should be able to force them to take a vaccine in order to keep their job. And uh, they were protesting this, and... <laughs> The Canadian government uh, declared, uh, well, first what happened is they they, they were protesting by, uh, they drove into, I think it was Ottawa. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was Ottawa. They, uh, they parked all their trucks all around the city and were just honking their horns uh, all day. Uh, and they basically shut down the city. Uh, nobody could really do anything. Cops couldn't, uh, couldn't tow them. Like they, uh, they, uh, the, the, the tow companies refused to tow them because uh, because I guess you know they they like worked with these people personally, so it was like this weird issue where they couldn't they didn't want to like screw over their relationships with these people, so they were just the the Canadian government was basically screwed. So what they did was they declared um, never before used wartime powers in order to. Um, allow them to freeze people's bank accounts. Uh, 
So they froze all anyone who was participating in the protest. And at the time, there were a bunch of um, donation uh, things set up to uh, donate to the truckers. Like there was a um, there was a GoFundMe, and there was uh, a couple other things like that. Another another um, lesser known like um, funding site as well. Um, but yeah, the government declared this never before used power uh, that is designed for war. Uh, uh, and froze these people's bank accounts so they couldn't get access to their own money. And then they went after the fundraising uh, websites, um, basically got the fundraising uh, shut down. They uh, got uh, everyone's information who donated and people were like it was there were a lot of um, uh, news organizations that were just printing regular people's names, like doxing them for uh, donating to these Canadian truckers. Uh, some of those people, I believe, had their uh, bank accounts frozen. Uh, basically, um, the point I'm making is, again, there's all these things going on with uh, mo uh, people's money around the world and uh, uh, the government's kind of um, doing things to remind everyone that it's not your money unless they want it to be your money. They can take it away from you. They can uh, lock you out of your own accounts. And now they are telling you how basically slowly but surely encouraging you and eventually, I am sure, uh, getting rid of physical cash. That way everything can be monitored uh, by them. So that all leads me to my next thought about money, which happened also in uh, February here in our country on my birthday uh, when <laughs> Russia uh, invaded Ukraine. Uh, the U.S., um, Announced they were, you know, doing these sanctions, which they've done uh, before on uh, in other situations on other countries. But uh, they um, they seized a bunch of Russia's assets, and they also kicked them off the SWIFT system, which the SWIFT system is basically the uh, payment system that countries use uh, around the world. I believe we own the SWIFT system, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. It's our thing uh, solely. I don't think we're, we like co-own it with anybody. I think we are in charge of that. I might be wrong about that. But uh, this has never been done before. They, they kicked uh, Russia off the SWIFT system, so basically they couldn't interact monetarily with other countries. Um, this was a turning point, I would say, because up to that point, the U.S. dollar was kind of thought of as a, a neutral, uh, you know, monetary uh, asset or like store value or something. It's like uh, the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency. All countries... Um, value having savings in the US dollar up until this point because we treated we kind of 
acted as a sort of a neutral um it was a neutral money but this war and the actions we took made it very very clear to other countries that indeed it is not a neutral uh or safe place to keep your keep your money in if uh you know you cross the US and we started seeing China even before this uh China and Russia were getting rid of their dollars and buying gold um but uh that's ramped up um exponentially since then it's become very very clear that the US dollar is not some neutral store of value anymore um that you own uh, dollars at your own risk if you uh, find yourself uh, in their um, crosshairs in the future. So I'm not the only person thinking about uh, the dollar um, becoming uh, a less neutral, um, more um, people being more skeptical of it. Jerome Powell. Uh, who is the head of our uh, federal bank, or excuse me, the Federal Reserve, which is the central bank of the United States. Uh, whenever the U.S. government says they were, they're uh, spending $1.8 trillion on whatever, whatever, the, that's coming from the Fed. They're printing it, um, you know, because we don't actually have any reserves. We're $30 trillion in debt. Uh, so anytime... You hear a congressperson speaking about all this money they're going to spend on something. It is printed out of thin air by this guy, Jerome Powell, at the Fed. And um, he recently, a uh, couple months ago, he, he's been you know talking in front of, I believe it's a monthly uh, meeting with Congress where he just kind of talks about the state of... Uh, the U.S. Uh, economy, and obviously that's a uh, hot topic right now because it's in the goddamn shitter. Um, so people are paying more attention uh, to that than normal. But I believe this happens every month on uh, C-SPAN. Uh, you can watch that if you are so inclined. But old Jerome uh, started saying things that I, I've never heard any central banker in the United States say, and I don't, to my knowledge, uh, nobody has been saying shit like this because they haven't had to up to this point because we've uh, had the world reserve currency after since uh, we won World War II. And everyone basically does whatever we say because we had the world reserve currency. You can look up how that uh, all went down. Uh, it was called uh, the Bretton Woods uh, meeting. It's uh, a little, not too complicated, but basically, uh, you know, uh, all these countries gave us all their gold for safekeeping during uh, the war. Uh, and uh, we had a shitload of gold. And also the U.S. government confiscated all Americans gold. So we had the most gold in the world. Uh, we defeated, uh, you know, the Nazis and, uh, we were the only country in the world with a fucking nuke at the time. So everyone kind of had to listen to us. And we basically wrote the rules for how the monetary system currently works, where everybody has to suck off the U S dollar. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, that's starting to come apart. 
uh, as uh, recently as, well, ever since we went off the gold standard and started printing money like crazy. That's a whole different story. But now people like Jerome Powell, who is in charge of the Fed, are, is saying things like, you might want to get used to the idea of there being multiple reserve currencies. Um, and no one in the uh, regular news media talked about that because that's just bad news for the empire. Uh, but that's kind of a huge, uh, I would say, warning sign. Like this guy is telling <laughs> Congress like, hey, heads up. Uh, our money's no longer neutral. Uh, we're getting a lot of people worried and uh, we might start to see people bailing on the dollar for other currencies. Uh, he then went on to, uh, at another meeting, was even more, um, even more dire sounding when he was, I believe, mentioned uh, the dollar no longer being, preparing for a future where the dollar is no longer the reserve currency, period. Like not, not that it's one of multiple, but that it's not even one in the basket. Um, which, uh, you know, I guess if you're a United States citizen and you have a job that, um, you know, is completely useless and makes you hate yourself and, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, you're working, uh, uh, day in and day out. And if that job vanished, uh, you know, right under your feet and the, the, you know, the world wouldn't even notice because it's not a real, like you're not really doing anything of value. The only reason that's possible is because we live in a country that has insanely good money. Uh, so there's uh, room for nonsense and bullshit like that. Um, but if that goes away, people like you and I who work uh, in uh, n not creating uh, goods and services that are essential to human life might begin to struggle. Um, all of this leads me to the next thing that Jerome Powell uh, has started to mention. People before him have mentioned it, uh, including Janet Yellen. I can't remember what her title is, but she's another big wig money person in government. Uh, that, uh, that thing is central bank digital currency. Now, if uh, you don't know what that is, essentially it is... Uh, the government making their own official cryptocurrency. The only one, uh, I believe, currently uh, in te uh, testing phase is the digital Chinese Yuan, which uh, uh, is currently um, being tested places there. But Jerome Powell uh, has officially said the, the Fed is looking into... Um, a central bank digital currency as well. I'm sure they already have one. I'm sure they're very far along. They're just getting people used to the idea. Um, this a central bank digital currency. If 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 you think it's creepy that a government is telling, uh, you know, people like fining people for using too much cash and not using a credit card where they can watch your. Um, uh, transactions and see what you're, how you're spending your money and when and where and what time and all of that. 
it should be triply uh, terrifying to you, this idea of a central bank digital currency, which essentially, uh, if we were to go on to a central bank digital currency standard, uh, getting rid of the dollar or in uh, as uh, getting rid of like physical cash and like all you can use is this digital cash. Uh, not only can they monitor you and your activities to an extreme, they can also do things like uh, freeze your bank account the way we uh, Canada just did. Uh, they can turn off your ability to buy certain goods or services with your digital dollars. You can only buy from this specific list of uh, goods and services. Other, uh, everything else is banned or, or, or uh, uh, blocked. Um, they can take your money out of your wallet overnight without you knowing. They can have complete and total surveillance and control of you through your money. It's fucking creepy. It's real. It's coming. You should be scared of it. No person in government who is positive about a central bank digital currency is your friend. It does not matter what political party that person is part of. If they are pro-central bank digital currency, you should think of them as authoritarian creeps. Which brings me to my next thought. We are living in authoritarian times. I agree with you, person who's scared of Trump being reelected. I 100% agree. We are living in creepy, scary, authoritarian times. The only thing I don't agree with is that Trump is the only authoritarian. (laughs) I feel in my bones that the, 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 the evil can come from any direction. And I think we've seen plenty of signs of that uh, in the past and in the present. And I won't go into my personal opinions about that because I don't want to upset my sweet little listener. But um, if you read this book, The Fourth Turning, which is a generational... Uh, uh, look at the, the, how do I explain this? Essentially, every 80 years, which is uh, roughly uh, a human, uh, a full turn of uh, a generate a generational cycle, you go through these you know, good times and then dark times. You've probably heard that saying like uh, um, great men create great times and then weak men create weak times. That's sort of like a memeified version of the argument of this uh, uh, theory. But um, essentially the book spends hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages proving over and over again that there is a cycle of like falling into evil, authoritarian, dark, difficult times that we all just have to get through because of maybe some fucked up human psychological issue on a grand scale that we have yet to defeat. But point being, 
I do agree with you that we are in very dark times. I do not agree with you that only Republicans are bad. I believe that there is very little difference between both political parties at this point. They both have identical foreign policies. They love killing people overseas. They have, there's been no difference between any president since I've been old enough to pay attention. Uh, they love, love, love starting new wars. Uh, and they love, love, love taking away more and more of our rights and being more controlling of us. Uh, so I would get out of that mindset of, uh, I'm on X, you know, team blue or I'm on team red and the other guys suck. I, I, I highly encourage you to think more broadly. And if a Democrat is telling you central bank digital currency is awesome, I would highly encourage you to not vote for that person. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, uh, those are all my thoughts. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I could, uh, I could go on about Bitcoin. I, I, I'm a personally, I'm a Bitcoin person. And if that is disgusts you immediately and you uh, are rushing to, uh, uh, turn off the, um, the uh, stream, I would I would say a couple things. I would say, hold on, let me make a quick case for Bitcoin for you, and um, and uh, and you don't have to listen to me. Uh, you can continue on how you are, but just give me uh, give me like two minutes. Let me let me let me uh, explain my thoughts. So the number one. Uh, the number one thing I hear, I think, uh, against Bitcoin is uh, uh, that it uses the as much energy as a small country. That's like a meme that goes around. It's in tons and tons of uh, articles. I've seen it uh, many, many times. And you know what? It's true. Bitcoin does use tons of energy as much as a small country. The issue that, or at least the, the, the other side of the story that you're not being told when you read articles like that that lead you to believe Bitcoin is you know, going to cause global warming and destroy the world is that the washers and dryers of the world that we all use every day to do our laundry use more energy than Bitcoin. Say what? That's right. That's right. You've been propagandized, bro or lady. Uh, yeah, everything uses fucking energy, obviously. Jesus Christ, people. Everything uses energy. And most of the things you use in your life use more energy than Bitcoin. It is kind of a, f not kind of, it's a fake argument. It's like a false uh, it's just, it doesn't hold water when you start, uh, delving into what uses energy and how much energy things use. The internet uses a fuck ton of energy. None of us are going to stop using the internet. None of you are going to go out and buy a washboard and basin to do your laundry because you found out that washers and dryers do use more energy than Bitcoin. You know, we're, we're, no one's going back in time. No one's becoming Amish. That's not happening. Maybe we should, maybe that would be what's best for the earth. Probably would be, 
but it's definitely not happening. So let's move on from that. Okay. Uh, the next thing I would say is cryptocurrency is gross. I 100% agree. Cryptocurrency is disgusting. It's cringe. It's embarrassing. It's lame. The only thing is that Bitcoin is not like those other shitty cryptocurrencies. It is its own thing. It is proof of work, which is why it uses so much energy in order for it to keep it scarce and hard to um, attack. And uh, I'm not the only person who thinks uh, uh, Bitcoin is different than every other cryptocurrency. So does Gary Gensler, the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission? Committee? I don't know. The SEC. You've heard that. The SEC. Yeah, he thinks it's a commodity. It's special. It's different than all the other cryptocurrencies. So it's not just me who puts it above all the others in a special category. It's fancy government people. You love government, don't you? You love government. Listen to government. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, so basically... It's no more bad for the earth than anything else you use in your life. It's not the same thing as fucking Dogecoin or any of those other stupid bullshit uh, cryptocurrencies. I'm a moron. I totally agree. You shouldn't be listening to me. You should look things up for yourself. I highly encourage you to go on YouTube and look for videos of Michael Saylor talking about Bitcoin. I encourage you to look at videos of... Uh, let's see, uh, Saifedean Amus uh, has a wonderful book uh, and is very, very smart. You could look at his, uh, his interview on the um, Lex Friedman podcast. He did a very good job explaining things on there. That would be an interesting, uh, um, uh, could potentially be interesting to you. Uh, I bring all the, uh, bring Bitcoin up because it is the only monetary uh, unit of uh, <laughs> value in the world that is decentralized so it's not attackable from any one place it's just completely decentralized at this point um, and it is works as money pretty well holds value pretty well uh, you know it's down uh, 40 grand from its all time high but I mean that's happened like 20 times in the history of bitcoin so it's nothing new it it plummets in value every now and then but it's still 20 fucking thousand plus dollars uh and it's outside the control of any one government and it's pretty exciting pretty interesting and i would encourage you to check it out uh i guarantee your grandchildren will fucking thank you for doing so again i agree i'm a moron i'm a nobody uh, but, uh, you know what? A lot of people smarter than me, uh, know a lot more about this and can help you, uh, learn if you're so inclined. And I highly encourage you to at least take two hours of your life and look into it instead of just, uh, dismissing it out of hand, because I, I truly believe that this is potentially, one 
way you can protect yourself into a more authoritarian future. Uh, and uh, you might you might need something that people all over the world have started to agree is exchangeable for goods other than your highly controlled government currency that we are all doomed, I'm sure, to uh, be forced uh, uh, to use in the future because everyone thinks um, their government is their friend and the media is their friend. <laughs> oh, man. I know I sound crazy, but um, it's just the way it is, guys. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Things are f- more fucked up than even you want to believe. It's not just one team. It is a conglomeration of authoritarian psychos the world over who want to make your life worse. And they all uh, could be circumvented if we all got on the same fucking page, baby. All right. I think that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. I hope uh, you were at the very least entertained. If you uh, think I'm a, 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 a piece of shit moron for these uh, thoughts, do me a favor. Go to www.extremely.live slash donate and donate $10, which will allow you to uh, send me a note telling, you, telling me what you think of everything I just uh, laid out and I will read it on, uh, on air. That's my policy. $10 and above gets read on air. You get a producer credit. And uh, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Have a lovely night. Um, don't trust the government. Mm-hmm.